Welcome to the Your Next Level podcast. I'm your host, Insof Daniels. Join me every Monday for a new episode where we talk career, manifestation, money, relationships, and so much more. Join us as we show you how to get from where you're at to your next level. You can expect a new episode every single Monday. Welcome to Your Next Level with Insof Daniels. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So excited to hear about you and your journey. So to start off, do you just want to share a bit about yourself and your journey? Definitely. So my name is Casey. I'm a certified holistic nutritionist, and I help women get out of the dieting yo-yo cycle and finally both feel and look their best. So for me, this really all started years and years ago when I was in high school. I didn't really think much about my body, about food. I maintained like a stable weight. I was petite, um, honestly, very slow (laughs) to develop. And it wasn't until I actually went abroad for a summer and did a trip to Ecuador. And I started to notice the girls around me not finishing the food in their plate. And I started to second guess myself. Should I be eating all the food in my plate? And I was just questioning my eating behaviors. And I eventually started to kind of mimic what I saw around me. It didn't come from a place of self-hatred. It didn't come from a place of I need to restrict. It was just kind of absorbing what was around me. And I had lost weight and I got a lot of notice on my body when I had come back. And the reason why this was so impactful now of looking and reflecting back, I didn't realize at the time was I was slow to develop. I didn't have curves till much later. And so for me, it was like one of the first time I was really getting noticed in my body at a a more adult age, a teenage age. Yeah. And I liked the way that felt. And it it really fueled a negative cycle with my relationship with food, went to severe restriction. This continued throughout college and even had issues after college with food. And What happened though, was I restricted for so long and eventually my body really had enough. My hormones were totally not where they should have been, did not have a regular period, didn't have a period at all, um, was just felt like a slave to food and every waking thought was about food. And at the same time though, a lot of people thought I was the healthy friend because I like would study a lot about nutrition, but all from a dieting perspective. Mm. That's what nutrition was to me. Nutrition meant how do I eat less, move more to take up less space. But eventually my body truly had enough and I hit a breaking point and I was then starting to feel like out of control around food. So I would restrict and then I would overeat later. I, if I had um, what I thought was a bad food, it was really hard for me to eat it in moderation. And I started to gain weight And to some degree, I needed to gain weight, but then it got to the point where I was feeling very inflamed and very puffy, just really uncomfortable in my body. And I went back saying like, why don't I just restrict like I used to? Why don't I just go and count all the calories? And I just kept going on this cycle over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I finally really broke free of dieting and gained more body trust, really started to connect with my hunger and fullness cues, started to see food as just not just numbers, Mm. and was able to pair these ideas of intuitive eating, of understanding my body, but also not just intuitive eating, not just hungerfulness cues, also understanding nutrition for balanced hormones, balanced blood sugar, so I could have better energy, so I could feel better, 
and be able to therefore live such a fulfilling and full life. Wow, thank you so much for for sharing your journey. Because while you were telling your story, I could resonate to it because there was a part of in your story where I was there as well. And I'm sure that a lot of people would be able to, to resonate as well. You said that you started trusting your body fullness and, you know, when you are actually hungry and that, I guess that's the time that you'd eat. So where did you get that information from? Did you go and research or was it just something that came to you? Basically, the first thing that I did was one of the first people that I invested in is I worked with a intuitive eating dietitian and that really, it was eventually when I went to a holistic practitioner who really helped me to get out of these habits for good, but I was introduced to intuitive eating. So intuitive eating for people who are not familiar, it has 10 main principles that really focus on like quieting the diet mentality and starting to establish body trust. And when I listened to the intuitive eating book, like it was like literally light bulb moment after light bulb moment. And they encourage people to listen to this book or I was listening on tape, but you could to read this book. I have the book and the, the audio book. And I remember driving to work and I would drive to work and I would listen to this book. And I was like, this is, this is me. This is me. And so it, there definitely was an uncomfortable period of time. I would love to say that it's easy. Like, oh, you just are able to let's stop dieting. And then you really think about your body and then it feels good. And it's just not like that. And that's why I found it really beneficial to work with someone because there's so many unknowns. You're like, am I doing this right? There's so much uncertainty there. However, I will say the reason why it wasn't like as successful as I wanted to be at first when I was just focusing on intuitive eating was because I still wasn't then focusing on the proper nutrition that I need for my body to feel my best. Yes, I was starting to make peace with food. Yes, I would stop labeling everything as just good versus bad. But at the same time, what I teach my clients is you are smart, educated people, like you deserve to understand and be empowered by nutrition, not to be, not to fear it. So what that means is let's not say all food is equal because that's not true. Ice cream is not going to give you the same type of energy that a, you know, balanced dinner is going to have. And that's okay. That doesn't mean ice cream is bad. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that it's bad. We also don't have to say that it's equal. And so what, what the intuitive eating a lot of it was like foods are being equal. And from, and again, like intuitive eating works amazingly for people just by themselves, but there was still a real missing gap for me in understanding nutrition. So I could probably feel my best. Cause if I wasn't feeling my best, it was still harder for me to make helpful choices. It was harder for me to want to continue in the process. So when I then worked with um, someone who was a holistic nutritionist practitioner, she really, really helped me to have more confidence in my choices because it's very hard to go from dieting to saying like you're never dieting. But when you have a little bit more structure and understanding of nutrition, that allows you to then have more confidence in your choices without having to be as restrictive with like counting with portions. It's more about having a loose framework to work with. And that's what really helped give me confidence and help me really understand my hunger and my fullness. And I guess that it it is really beneficial to have that coach, that accountability partner that you can go to when you are struggling. Because I'm sure it wasn't easy for you at the beginning to just adjust to everything that you listen to. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, for so many years, I was just struggling doing it on my own. 
And I had read so much, I'd researched so much. People looked, asked me nutrition questions. I was like, I, I'm, I should know what's going on. I, I shouldn't have to pay someone. Like, this is ridiculous. I, I should just be, and I, you know what happened? I was just harder and harder on myself. Mm-hmm. I was just beating myself up over and over, just getting angry yeah. at myself. And it didn't help. What I needed was I needed someone to support me and to help guide me. But I also, what I find also often with clients is, and I was just talking about this with my husband last night. Like I had a, a, a client ask me just last night about a question that has nothing to do with nutrition, nothing to do with anything of my expertise. She was asking about something related to her um, her child and she had already made the decision, but she's like, do you think that's a good decision? And so many of us, especially as women, we have been taught that we need to get validation from others, right? Like we are supposed to do things for others and we need to get others approval. Yeah. And this is natural because we grow up in school. We are told by, we are given grades by our teachers. We are told we are good or bad kids on our report cards by others. Like, and I understand like that's the system and we got to work with it, like what we can to some degree, but we build everything but trust within ourselves. We're constantly looking to others to tell us what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. Are we being good? Are we being bad? And that goes with our looks too. Are enough people telling us we're pretty? Are enough people telling us we're skinny enough? Mm. And eventually we get to an age where that kind of levels out a little bit and we feel really lost. And that's at different stages for everyone. And then we can just be so hard on ourselves. And we we all know that we are our own worst critic. But you know, we can also be our biggest support system. In order to be our biggest support system, we also need to surround ourselves with good people. And sometimes that's just how you can have enough friends and um, family. But if you're dealing with something like that, you just just investing in someone or buying that course or even getting that really pretty journal for yourself so that you're going to enjoy doing that is going to make you feel that sense of worthiness. And what a lot of times I see is that people just go from die to die because they don't feel like they're worthy enough and they're just focused on being as small as possible. While I do help women lose weight, our focus is on health. Mm -hmm. Health first and weight loss comes, right? And what is the real reason why? Real reason why? Because you want to have energy again. You want to have a better relationship with your partner, with yourself, with your own body. You want to have longevity. You want to be able to have energy for your kids. You want to have a good relationship with food so that if you do have kids, that that doesn't get passed down. There's so many amazing reasons other than just fitting into a gene size. And when we just focus on footing and focusing on a gene size, like, yes, we can get to that and that can be great. But if we're just focusing on that, it's never going to be truly fulfilling. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. So based on what you're saying is that losing weight could be a benefit to shifting your health. So totally. what is, so with, with the journey that you are on, so what does your health and nutrition and diet, is diet a bad word? I think it really is up to interpretation. I think diet, I don't love using the word diet just because I think that it can bring some really negative connotations for a lot of people, but I don't think it has to inherently be a negative word and especially depending on how you're using it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what does your life look like now? So now you have a nutrition plan that you follow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely don't follow any specific plan. That's definitely okay. um, not at all. I'm also actually pregnant. So definitely <gasps> also increasing Amazing. my, oh. thank you. Um, 
So the thing though, is that with nutrition, I really like to provide with a framework. So how can we think about our balanced plate and how we can create balanced plates? So really making sure that we have protein, fat, and fiber-rich carbs at every meal, and really having those visual cues. So we can use check boxes to some degree so we can be able to be creating balanced plates. And I work with what's so great about with the women I work with, I work with them with my one-on-one women that I work with, they have messaging access to me. Send me pictures of their food and I can help them versus like putting it in an app and stressing about the counting and the weighing of the food. Mm. Like, no, we don't want to get anywhere close to that. So in the beginning, I help them while they're sending me pictures, while we're going through more working through things, but it's not from a place of, is this too much food? What do I need to restrict more? It's more like, how can we be able to have that addition mindset. Maybe it is adding, as you said, like greens to the plate. Maybe it's more protein. Maybe you actually need some more satisfying carbs so you have enough energy. What I is always a goal for me is to have the people that work with me be able to eat enough so that they can go three, four, maybe even five hours and not have to think about food, not be hungry again because they're eating enough. But I find with, especially with diet cultures, we've been taught like, let's eat as little as possible and what ends up happening is we just are constantly thinking about food and then we're grazing and we're eating more and we're just not satisfied by what we're eating. It's not even enjoyable because yeah. we're just always hungry thinking, let's eat the littlest amount possible. So instead, let's create really satisfying meals. That's also beneficial for our blood sugar maintenance, for our hormones, for our metabolism, for our digestion. It has so many other benefits and also really helps us to have more food freedom when we can... Like when I, when people think, oh, I'm supposed to eat this. And I was like, no, you should be eating bigger. And they're like, I had such a big breakfast, but like, oh my gosh, I am actually full till 1 PM. I was like, yeah, that's what happens when you, when you eat good, real food that you enjoy versus, okay. Like I thought I wasn't supposed to eat breakfast, but then I have like a piece of toast or like I have an egg, right? Like an egg's enough. And then, and then they have, you know, something later and I'm like, I'm hungry. And then by the time it's lunch, like they still have the salad and they're so hungry by the time it's it's dinner. And they're like, oh my God, I don't understand why am I eating the whole pantry? And like, why does, do I feel like with dinner or like after dinner, I always need sweets. Like if you constantly feel like you need sweets all the time, that's probably a sign of a hormonal imbalance or that you're just not giving yourself enough fuel. Having a sweet tooth to some degree is that is a, is a sign of hormonal imbalance. I love sweets. So like, I love ice cream. I just had ice cream last night. Um, went out for, went out for ice cream, but I have it and I enjoy it. I used to though, like every night be like, Oh my God, like I would, I would want it, but I wouldn't eat it because I would restrict it. Whereas now it's like, I have times when I choose to have it and I want it. It's not like this constant gnawing craving, like, Oh my God, that's looming over my head. We don't want that. That is such a good point that, that you made now that I'm thinking about it because that's what used to happen to me. I used to crave certain things and it was like on my brain all the time. And what I did after that, I I spoke to my boyfriend about it and he said, why don't you just set time aside at the end of every month, you have this thing and then it's something you can look forward to and it's, it's more exciting. And I did that and which works so much better because now I'm not depriving myself from it. I'm not craving for it, I'm more excited that I'm going to have that treat. I, I love that you say that though, because a lot of times we associate just having the treat with, oh, we failed or like I only, only cause I had a bad day or once I have it, then, you know, oh, you know, everything else is go is going, I better eat everything else that's in the, in the pantry. 
so often we associate having treats them with a negative thing or a shameful thing. And that's not what we, that's not how we want to be able to view food. If you're able to have enjoyment associated with your food, you're not going to feel the need to constantly overeat it. And that can be really hard to grasp at first, that concept. But once you're able to put in practice, you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. So what are some of the typical problems that your clients would come to you with? Because you said it's not only about losing weight. Yeah. So people come to me definitely most often with struggling with yo-yoing or dieting in the past and just having a lot of confusion about what to do to best fuel their body. There's so many mixed messages, as we know, on social media about go keto or don't have carbs or have fruit only all the time. You should do this for balanced blood sugar. Know this. There's so much going on and they recognize and they're that there is something probably wrong with how they are to some degree eating food, but they don't know what, and they just feel frustrated and overwhelmed and they are looking to me for support. And so what I do is I help the women that I work with to really like demystify this whole wellness thing, to be able to understand how it can enhance their life versus overwhelm them, to be able to feel empowered with nutrition versus thinking that nutrition, as I said, like means dieting, means restriction, and to finally regain health, regain energy. A lot of women who come to me, you know, may have issues in the past with PCOS or maybe having other, you know, a variety of other issues, whether it's hormonal issues, whether they are um, on medication for anxiety or depression, and they realize how it's negatively affecting their eating behaviors. And they want to be able to feel more confident about how they're eating because they are in turn noticing how then what they're eating affects their, their mental health and how cyclically that can. So I meet women with where they are. I have have people who want to start like lowering certain doses on other medications. And again, I'm never going to like specifically give any doses in that way. Like obviously going to a doctor specifically for that, but I love being able to focus on food first, but helping with supplementation, um, targeted supplementation, like where needed to help to support with their lifestyle and their goals. So do they naturally come with a desire that they want to reach or it's more, this is my problem, you help me? It's usually both. It's usually okay. a desire, usually desire and and definitely problems and then a desire. Like desire would be like feeling better on their body, lowering, lose, probably like losing some weight in that process and just like not feeling stressed about food, not wanting to um, like continue these episodes of overeating, want to enjoy food more with others. A lot of times, you know, people are in relationships and they see the negative impact that their relationship on food has had with their relationship with their partner or their kids or their parents. And so we just want to get them to a place of feeling confident and feeling empowered and being able to take the information that I give them and be able to live their life more fully as a result. Because what so often happens is people come to me like, oh, I invested in this coach who gave like a diet plan. And then, mm-hmm. okay, then what happens then later? They, then they eventually, you know, come to someone like me, come to me because what happens is, is that I want to teach the people who work with me how they can be healthy for the rest of their life. I'm not here so that you need me forever. That's not my goal. My goal is so that you can be able to 
have the skills and understand nutrition, understand how to work with your mindset so that you can have a healthy and fulfilling life. When someone comes to you and you 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 start with a program, so it includes the nutrition and mindset as well. Can you share a bit more about the mindset part of it? Yeah. So when people work with me, again, it's like I have group programs, but I also do a lot of one-on-one coaching. And so that's highly individualized. So we really try to understand. I work and I have a discovery call. I always do a free discovery call to make sure the program is right for both of us in terms of me working with them and them working with me. And one thing is that we will recognize like, what are the triggers that are holding you back? Like at the end of the day, the reason why you are overindulging at night or the reason why you continue to overeat and not listen to your fullness. Like it's yes, to some degree, we need to make sure that you are eating enough, that you are eating the right foods for us, as I said before, to balance your blood sugar, to be satisfied, to, so you're satiated. But at the same time, a lot of it may be emotional roots and emotional Mm -hmm. triggers. Is it the all or nothing mentality? Like a big thing I, is the all or nothing mentality, the mindset of, okay, if I already messed up, I messed up, I guess I'll eat everything in the pantry. And that leads to a lot of yo-yoing. Another thing that was worthiness, as talked about earlier, if you don't feel worthy of change, like really building up that inner worthiness is extremely, extremely important. Really diving into our emotions and our triggers, really creating boundaries so that you have proper boundaries so that you can implement self-care. And as a result, when you implement self-care, you in turn feel better. And when you feel better, you can be able to turn to more positive coping mechanisms. So a big thing we talk about are coping mechanisms. Sometimes it's honestly past trauma. And these are all reasons why I actually went on to get my life coaching certification too, because there's so much benefit in me being able to provide my clients with those life coaching skills, because it really goes hand in hand with food. Because if we're just focusing on nutrition, like, yes, you can learn a lot, But understanding nutrition isn't what's going to help you at the end of the day. When your boss yelled at you, when your partner picks up a fight, when you've had a really frustrating call with your mom, you knowing that how to make a great salmon dinner isn't what's going to make help you and motivate you there. So first of all, I want to make sure that at all times that they have options and they understand when they're going out to eat, when they're at home, how they can create healthy options for themselves that make them feel good, how they can balance that with treats, but also how they can really listen to themselves and listen to their body. And we talk about listening to our body. When we think about nutrition, we just think about, am listening to my body? Am I hungry or full? But we're also talking Mm -hmm. about listening to our body and our emotions and what we really need. What do you really need? And one thing, one example of this is a lot of times we'll say, uh, like people say they want sweetness, right? Like the, the, they'll be craving sugar. And um, yes, but also what is the sweetness in life that you're missing? Oh, I typically crave salt. So that's something mm-hmm. that I, so how do I phrase that into what I'm, what is something that I'm missing? Because typically I'm like, I'm missing the sea, which I, which I am missing right now. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe you're maybe you are missing adventure. A lot of times, salt craving come from boredom and stress in particular because having a salt craving is usually a sign of it's often a sign of a mineral imbalance. Um, so that is something that could be a deficiency from a nutrition perspective. And so, 
though, like, I mean, you're saying, you even are saying yourself, like, look at you coaching yourself saying like, I'm craving the sea. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like sometimes we, we, we're, we're looking for other people to ask and to answer our questions, but then at the same mm. time, like sometimes we know the answers ourselves. Can we go back to the coping mechanisms? So for someone that is working with you and they are trying to adjust their nutrition and their mindset, and perhaps they eat because they are stressed out or something with their partner, et cetera. What are, what are this, and, and food is their coping mechanism, mechanism. What are some of the things that you would suggest for them to implement or to use as a coping mechanism instead? In terms of it, if you're very stressed out, obviously I, I have a, a feeling that you probably need to have greater boundaries. So how are you having boundaries with work? How are you having boundaries with your partner? How are you able to though also not make everything the path of least resistance? So often we think that everything being harder means we're doing better and that that things are good that they have to be hard. So we take so much on. We're like, I'm going to be healthy. And so I'm going to be healthy and I have to cook all my meals at home. And I also need to get this promotion at work and also this and that. And we put so much stress on these outer things versus focusing on what we really want. And so I would tell this person to think about what they really want to feel. How do you really want to feel at the end of the day? What are those emotions and what actions can help us to lead to those emotions? Mm-hmm. How can we create boundaries to be able to therefore not feel like you need to rip your hair out at the end of the day? I would definitely also create mindset practices whether it's meditation, whether it's journaling, definitely getting in nature where they can, breathing practices, breathing exercises, combination of how we can start their day and get them in parasympathetic mode, which is our rest and digest state um, versus sympathetic, which is like our fight or flight. So how can we be able to find that in the beginning of the day, be able to have more calm, but also create ways and strategies to be able to activate that parasympathetic nervous system throughout the day so that it's not just boiling over. So then you're at home. And again, you want to rip your hair out instead that you are able to look so often we don't address issues until they're at their boiling point. And so instead what I want them to focus on is like, how can we be able to implement things throughout the day so we can get more peace and we get more calm? How can we be able to create more meaningful relationships? How can we be able to lean on others in our life and feel that support system so we don't feel so alone? How do you envision the future of the holistic health? What type of advancements would you like to see? Ooh, so there's, I definitely want people to be understanding that the importance of bio-individuality and without a one-size-fits-all approach, it's so much easier to sell and so much easier to absorb the idea of like, oh, like that person's doing that. And so I should do that. But people being able to have bio-individuality, but in a more affordable way, now people have these like wearables that are very expensive and they're getting all this data, which is cool, but that's not for the average person. And so an understanding of our, you know, unique makeups that doesn't require extensive testing right now. It's, it's like only, it's so hard to get blood testing. It's so hard to get your levels of your hormones. It's so hard to understand that on a granular level. And I would love for people to be able to have more access to that. That would be a big goal. And then also just really to get out of this diet mentality. I would really love for there to be more acceptance. And I love that there's more body acceptance overall, but then there's also been kind of a stark 
dichotomy between, okay, we have body acceptance and then we have dieting. And why can't there be an in-between where we are maybe wanting to lose weight in a healthy way and focusing on health? And it doesn't have to be dieting. It doesn't have to be restrictive. And I think there needs to be a growth in that space. And that's what I'm trying to do to show people that they can focus on their health from a place of health, focus mm. on their longevity and take care of their body. But also there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals. And right now it can almost seem taboo to have aesthetic goals. Or if you do, then it's like extreme and it doesn't have to be. And so I want that to be something that people more greatly understand. Mm. The way you explain it, it sounds like it's it's more doing, looking after your health from a place of love rather exactly. than rather than. I hate this. I need to change it. It's because I love my body. Like, let me help myself be more healthier and live longer. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, can you offer some practical tips or advice for someone who wants to start their journey towards a balanced and healthy lifestyle? Where would you say, where should they start? Yeah. So I would definitely say making sure that you're getting balanced macronutrients in all of your meals. So that would mean having protein, fat, and fiber-rich carbs at all of your meals. So often what ends up happening is we have the best intentions, but we don't have that balance. And as a result, that leads to those blood sugar imbalances, which lead to not proper optimal hormones. And that is what leads us to having more stress, making us not as satisfied by our food, making us feel hungry when we're like, I don't understand, like I shouldn't even be this hungry. And we go into the cycle. I would also say for people to really take time while they're eating, take a second and slow down, stop being so distracted, take a deep breath. I love when people do put their hands on their belly and deep breathe for one minute. This will really, again, have to help to activate that parasympathetic nervous system I talked about earlier, that rest and digest state. And what that does is that helps us with digestion, which mm-hmm. obviously is ideal for us um, when we're about to eat food and take time. It takes around 20 minutes for your brain to catch up with your stomach to under- recognize its fullness. So if we scarf down our food in five minutes. And then we're like, Oh my God, I need more. Now I'm not saying you can't have seconds, but so often we get seconds and then we're, Oh my God, I'm so full because we just ate too quickly. So Mm. waiting those 20 minutes and taking that time before that minute before to get ourselves into that rest and digest state can be super, super helpful. Can you share some transformations that have happened through the women that you had coached? What was the issue that they were experiencing or rather the change that they wanted to to see in themselves and in their body and the change that they want to feel? Yeah. I mean, I've had so many women come to me with a variety variety of different health-related issues. I had one, I'm just thinking of right now, a woman I reconnected with who I worked with a year ago and she um, came to me with having Crohn's and was on a lot of medication, had been dieting ever since she was a little kid. And she just was feeling so frustrated with her body and with food. And I could recognize right away that she was a people pleaser. She was such a people pleaser, always doing for others, but not doing for herself. So we really worked, first of all, obviously on 
being able to eat meals where she felt satisfied wherever she went because she felt like she had to be Weight Watchers counting points. And then also really working on her confidence, working on her self-worth, working on her people-pleasing. And it's so amazing. She just sent me an update that she decided, she was like, I can't imagine where I was a year ago versus now where I am being able to take, like she was able to get off most of her medications. She was able to feel better in her, feel better in her body, Mm -hmm. maintain a healthier body, she, um, her doctor, like her levels are amazing. She, um, and then was, is what she gave me an update though, was just literally last week was telling me how she was like, I realized that I don't want to be in this job. I tried it out. And like, really she recognized her worth. And so she applied and she got an, uh, to another company, got three job offers. It's going to be making so much more money. And so just so amazing how we focus on our health, how that trickles down to other things. I just had a, a client graduate from my program who came to me having gained 20 pounds postpartum because of postpartum depression. And she just totally felt like she was a victim of her for, victim of her circumstances. She had a baby and she didn't feel like she could be fully present. She didn't, she felt like totally out of control with food. Like she would go out to eat and couldn't control herself. She had always been dieting and yo-yoing and she felt just like honestly icky in her body. It was affecting her relationship with her child and with her husband. And now she was able to lose weight without counting anything. She was able to stabilize her hormones, feel so much more confident. She's so much happier. She's going, um, on trips. She's like, I'm hiking with friends. I would never was always feeling comfortable with my body. And now I'm going and I'm able to be active again because she finally not only has the confidence, but the energy to she's taking pictures of herself and posting and just feeling confident. And it just makes me so happy to see these types of transformations that are truly full body mind transformations. That is incredible. Well done. Congratulations for changing and transforming their lives. That is really incredible because the goal was their health and it transformed every aspect of their lives. What is your ultimate goal when it comes to empowering women through the work that you do? Making a lasting impact to me means giving them the confidence that they don't have to go back to dieting again, that they can have that body trust and be able to apply those skills to not just food, but to all aspects of their life. The way that we eat food, our relationship with the food is such a reflection of the way that we have a relationship with, with so many other aspects of our life, whether it's our mm-hmm. all or nothing mentality, whether it's that, that worthiness piece that I talked about. And there's so many other factors here, right? And so when we can work with through our emotions with food, we can work through our emotions, honestly, with anything. And that is my goal to help women be empowered with nutrition, no longer feel like they have to be a certain body type for other people and therefore be able to have the confidence to truly take on whatever they want to take on. That is so amazing. Thank you so much. I was going to ask you if you had any last tip, but I think you, you just said it. That was so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. So if someone wants to work with you, how do they go about doing that? Yeah. So I have a few spots open for private coaching. I also have a wait list for my group coaching program. And I even have a program for prenatal nutrition and fitness that I did with my friend who's a prenatal fitness specialist. So to get information for all of that, I would check me out on Instagram. I am your case for wellness on Instagram and 
that will, you know, have all my links there. Send me a DM. I love to talk to anyone, answer your questions, be able to support you. Thank you so much. I will link it down below in the show notes. Thank you very much. I have learned so much from you and I'm sure that there are going to be so many others that is just going to take so, so many important things away from this episode.